Good evening, my little darklings, and welcome to the Paranormal 60 News, Paranormal Encounters Edition, next. my friends thank you so much for joining us here this evening as we delve into the world of the strange and unusual your old pal dave is heading off to scotland tomorrow morning bonnie old scotland but i've got a great week in store for all of you let's take a quick peek at that monday join me haunted by an american demon daniel stashauer Tressa Muncy and Sabrina Marie, my guests, on Monday night as we talk about a chilling case of murder and the paranormal activity that took place after. As a matter of fact, this case is related to the season two, episode one of The Holzer Files. So if you want to go back and check out The Phantom Hand and then make sure you tune in this Monday, you'll be able to hear Haunted by an American Demon, a brand new interview those are the guests on tap Tuesday. The Paranormal 60 presents this season on Ghosts of Devil's Perch. We're going to recap episode number five. Help us. My special guests, Katie Stafford, and our field producer, Chris Cagle, for uh, some interesting behind-the-scene talk. And uh, this episode takes place at one of my favorite locations. That's right. This is the dumbass brothel. I mean, Dumas brothel in uh, Butte, Montana. Fascinating place, very creepy, lots of strange activity. And then next Friday, because I'm out of the country and I'm letting the boys have an unpaid vacation day, the Paranormal 60 is doing a bonus Freaky Friday edition, a witching hour with host Patty Negri and her special guest, Dave Schrader. That's what's on tap for this week. Don't forget this Sunday to check out a brand new episode of Ghosts of Devil's Perch every Sunday on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. The episode is called Help Us, and it is a good one. You guys are not going to want to miss that. Speaking of a good one, let's get to the team. Your Paranormal 60 News team is here and ready for activation. Ladies and gentlemen, the Paranormal Detective, Greg Lawson. Hello. Yes, I am. Hey, Dave's good to have. Good to see you. Good to have me on my yeah, show. It's good to have you. Thank you for having me on my show, Greg. I appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one, the only, the Colonel, Martin Valles. Hey, Marty. Hey, Dave. Uh, good Friday. And uh, it's good to be here with you. And uh, are you reading that off a script? Why did you lean in? And it is good to be here with it's you. It's best to do that. I'm, I'm using the same script that Greg's using. So obviously, yeah, it's not best working. to do that. <laughs> Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, my right-hand man of disaster, Jesus, Chachi, Chachi, Chachi. Ooh, what are you drinking there, Chachi? Uh, we're doing some scotch again in honor of the queen. Wow. Oh, in honor oh, wow. of the queen. What have you got uh, rocking there, Martin? Um, I'm drinking uh, Danny Trejo, a.k.a. El Machete beer. Machete. And really? I'm uh, washing it down again with some TX. 
I like that. Very nice. Yeah, uh, Mr. Too. Lawson, what is your drink? Hey, your- uh, I ran out of everything that uh, Eric Folsom gave me, so I don't have anything really good to, to drink. I have some Old Forester here. Yeah. Where's the hey. paper bag that goes around that bottle? <laughs> hey, for what it's worth, hey, this thing has a real cork. Look at Ooh, that. Listen, wow. that. that sounds expensive. You didn't, wow. you didn't cut it off? It, oh, that's wow. that strange. Hey, guys, hey, Dave, um, real quick, if we could, I, oh, I, I yeah, don't yeah. mean to interrupt your show. Um, mm, but no, you it's our about, show. Yes. You mentioned about wow. unpaid next Friday? Wow. Yes. Next yeah. Friday is an unpaid vacation. That day. caught me too, right? Even. Eric, yeah. 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 Eric, I was on Amazon buying something and I I'm emptied Greg the cart. Over yeah. Here. Yeah. Greg's over yeah. Here. yeah. I wouldn't hit, I wouldn't hit uh, place order just yet. Don't do one click buy. If you are going to place your orders on Amazon, make sure you go to paranormal60.com, click on the shop, go into my Amazon shop, and you don't have to actually buy anything in my Amazon shop, although there's amazing things from books and games to clothes and all kinds of paranormal-themed objects. Once you're in there, whatever you buy, a very small portion of each sale goes to line my pocket so that I can continue to wear shirts like this awesome yeah. is that your it, pockets it, or our pockets just to be yeah, yes yeah. it goes into my pocket okay to be right. precise okay. yeah to help yeah. pay for the unpaid vacation day next week yes exactly so yeah. dave just to make sure and clarify that that was amazon not amazon right that's that correct amazon okay amazon. just check it wow oh ooh, ready somebody's calling me out at the beginning of the show <laughs> uh somebody else has called me out and i will tell you guys all right um, we're going to address this for the last time Uh-oh. on tonight's program. Oh. I've been called out, but but by somebody that uh, I love, somebody I respect, and somebody who made an interesting point. You never know who might be a fan of the paranormal and might just tune in to an episode to enjoy the paranormal camaraderie that we share on this program. And obviously, I've been joking for quite a while, but you know, my daughter said, Dad... What if what if Stevie Nicks does find the show? And what if she's listening and enjoys it and then hears you taking pot shots at Fleetwood yeah. Mac and at, and at her? What then? What yeah, then? yeah. We hadn't thought that far ahead, had we? No. So you know what I thought? You know, it isn't about Stevie Nicks. I joke, I poke, I prod. Listen, people uh, destroy Bruce Springsteen it's, for his voice. They they pick Stevie on him. Nicks. Bob Dylan has made a, little a career out of being unable yeah, to I'm sing. Thinking so. <laughs> uh, no, this isn't backpedal. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a new perspective. I'm looking back so that you realize. I, I do realize that not everybody's everybody's cup of tea. And although Miss Nix may not be the type of um, musician I've listened to on a normal basis, mm. Mm. Uh, I will, I will show that I do have respect for her, her longevity, what she's brought to the career, and that she's a very strong female role model and uh, so strong so strong as this says in a world full of kardashians be a stevie nicks and that's oh, true yeah, that's, yeah. That is, that's right cut your own path warm. make yeah. your own way landslide or not just do it take care of yourself and uh, miss nicks i would like to formally apologize for taking shots at your talent of which you have an extreme amount so please accept my wow. my humble wow. apology that's uh, awesome but I still, oh, that I is still good it's like Fleetwood Mac as a band, but you I'm not going to individually pick on players because it, you know, again, it's not fair, and, and I would never have wanted to do something that mm. would hurt anybody's feelings directly. So oh, my daughters big, brought it up to big. me, and they're like, you know, and you think about it, you big. think, oh, these are fun, cursory little jokes we just chuck about, yeah. but they, yeah. you know, they're you know, so you're big, right, she, big she, you, she, Dave. She, that's, I like that's to good. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to think that I'm being extremely big, 
Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to do the right thing. Speaking no, of doing the right thing, thing, join me in Egypt this February 12th through the 23rd, 12 days, 11 magical nights. I'm going to have a great time, and I hope that you will join us. We have very few open slots still available. You can find information by going to darknessevents.com. We're going to get access to crypts, to pyramids, to the home of Howard Carter on the 100th anniversary of the opening of King Tut's tomb. Is there more to the curse? Well, we'll find out. We'll check that out. So make sure you go sign up now. Guys, let's get started. I do have a quick story uh, that just came in literally about an hour before showtime. So none of you guys have seen this story, but here's an interesting one. Uh, In July 2018, a 34-year-old mentally ill man named Pankaj Bashin walked into an alley near the Window Universe store in Alexandria, Virginia, to look at boxes he believed contained human DNA. He saw Brad Jackson, the 65-year-old store manager, in the alley, and he followed him into the store, thinking Jackson had information about these boxes. As the two men's interaction got more heated, Bashan, believing Jackson was turning into a werewolf, Ah, fatally stabbed him with a box cutter. Police found Boshin naked from the waist down in a car nearby where they quickly arrested him. One year later, a jury was unable to reach consensus on if Boshin was mentally fit to stand trial. He was subsequently found not guilty by reason of insanity and served three years in a mental health facility before his release this past June. Then, on Thursday of this week, a judge banned Boshin from nearly all social media apps. Now, why? Why would you ban a man from all social media apps? But a paranormal detective, do you have a, a thought on this? Ah, he's probably threatening people or doing something weird on social media, I'm assuming. How about you, uh, Chachi? You got to get one away in on this. Why do you think that they would ban a man who tried to kill somebody he believed was turning into a werewolf with a box cutter? Why do you think they would ban him from social media? I'm going to go with Dave or with Greg on this one. He had to be, he had to be wow, attacking people. Listen, thanks, you're, a, you're a detective. You know what yeah, you're talking about most of the time. Sometimes. Yeah. Colonel, what, what's your thoughts? I will tell you, so far, two of the last two people we've spoken to are incorrect. Wow. What do you believe wow. is the reason? You got a chance to that, get it right. Yeah, oh. this is, yeah, no pressure. Just, uh, just say anything different. He's <laughs> looking up ways to kill more werewolves, maybe? I don't 50 know. ways to kill a werewolf. Yeah. Paul uh, a knife in his back, Jack, right? No. Here's here's the story. It's a weird one. Okay. All right. <sighs> this is so bizarre. They banned him from nearly all social media apps after Bashan's online dating profile raised concerns among Jackson's friends. Bashan is still allowed to have a LinkedIn account, you know, for help finding a job. At first, uh, reported by the NBC Washington, Bashan described himself as a Facebook dating profile as an easygoing adventurer who believes in universal connection. So he sounds like any one of the four of us or any one of our listeners looking for universal connection. He's recently getting back from two years of travel. Yeah. You could call it that, I guess. Yeah. Prosecutors, uh, he was up the river, that's for sure. Prosecutors asked a judge for the ban after friends of Jackson's alerted them to the account. Bashan's attorney 
countered that the profile was cut and pasted from an old profile Bashan created prior to Jackson's death and claimed that Bashan is doing well in his return to the community, working with his treatment team and taking college classes. But the, the judge still sided with prosecutors. Prosecutors filed the motion to ban Bashan from social media earlier this week. The initial conditions of his release did not include any parameters concerning social media. Though a judge's order required Bashan to take medication, wear a GPS monitor, and receive visits from mental health workers. Because the equitee may be meeting potential romantic partners, yeah. while not only concealing but actively lying about his recent history, those yeah. individuals may be put at risk during a time, it says here, when the equitee is first transitioning into the community. That's the prosecution's motion. Upon his arrest, Bashan told police, I killed the wolf and said there was still time to save 99% of the moon and planets. Five mental health professionals testified to Bashan's severe bipolar disorder and severe psychosis, the Washington Post reported. Yeah. The Commonwealth Attorney's Office argued that Bashan had exaggerated his systems, their symptoms rather, to cover up a crime. A jury deliberated for three days, according to WUSA 9, but could not reach a verdict. Earlier in the day, prior to the killing, Bashan entered a Four Seasons hotel with a can of gasoline and demanded a room. After a hotel worker asked him to leave, he said, 90% of you will die. Everybody may die, but there's still time to save everyone. He added, today is going to be a bad day. Bashan will appear in court later this year to review his conditional release. This seems hmm. like thought crimes to me, what he might do by, by meeting somebody. If he's kind of hiding, Oh, I've been abroad and traveling for two years, you know, kind of yeah. showing that he's in a comfortable spot. You're, you're the law guy, Greg, you're the law guy. Does it seem the law guy, right? That they're banning him from social media for what he might do. I love they it. Deemed him safe to let him out. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I love it. Uh, they're actually taking some some measures to try to make other people safe because it's so often that people uh, uh, either get out of prison or get out of a mental facility uh, and do exactly what they say. And everybody's like, yeah, all right, he's done. We're, we're good and, and carry on. And then they do something really bad. So I, I love it that they're keeping up with him. And hey, he is fully vaccinated. So there you go. Well, Did he also have that. his Myers Briggs assessment on there as well? Those last four letters. <laughs> is that what that no. was? No. <laughs> I, was I'm, I'm a leader and a. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's an extrovert. Uh, what was <laughs> yeah. That? yeah. All right, let me pull it back up. What does he got here? Let me yeah. pull. Oh, I got to go back in and pull down the comments. Yeah, ENFP. Bjorks says, "Hey, crazy needs love too," which is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he gets a point. But I fully guess vaccinated he, ENFP A. What does that mean? I'm not familiar. Yeah, we'll need some help from from folks watching here. But isn't ENFP yeah. Myers Briggs? Yeah, could be like the personality assessment. Yeah. Mm. Um. Mm. But but here's mm. the thing. Mm -hmm. Why him? Like people go to jail for murder all the time. Come out and go on dating apps, and they don't get banned from it. Yeah. And there are there, there are people. Wait, there are people incarcerated on dating on apps. Dating Rights yeah. that, uh, but again, I guess you're going to dateacon.com, right? Or prison, you're pen, pal, love, yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of expectant. But uh, and I guess, you know, if you're if you're a sexual offender and you move into a neighborhood, you have to alert the neighborhood that you're a sexual offender. So I guess by keeping him from social media, unless he puts on there, hey, I was arrested for murdering a man that was turning into a werewolf. Maybe maybe this is their way. They can't control that element, but they can't yeah. tell him you can't do social media. It's well, weird. Hey, uh, Greg, would that be similar to like telling a uh, a person coming out of prison, hey, you got to stay away from children, from yep, females, from yep. whatever? Yep. Yeah. Stay away yeah. from schools. Stay away from that. Right, know, right, right. It right. would be somewhere along uh, in, in that uh, vein. Yeah. In the vein. All right. Uh, Greg. Yeah. You have the next story. Where are we going? Wow. Let's go to outer space. Look, look at you're there already. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Navy reveals even more UFO footage could exist. Mm -hmm. There's always been the question of whether there is life in space. The U.S. Navy may have just added to the speculation with new footage of what appears to be unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, Mm -hmm. in the air. Yeah, a Navy spokesperson uh, has stated that the UFO footage would not be released to the public due to it harming national security. This comes after the response to the Freedom of Information Act FOIA request that was filed. According to Science Alert, the request came from specifically a site called The Black Vault, which has previously shared thousands of UFO-related documents via request of the government agencies. The Black Vault has requested the Navy to turn over evidence of the UAP. However, even the discussion about UFO footage being held creates a lot of smoke. Everyone knows that where there is smoke, there is fire. So the deputy director of the Navy's FOIA office, Gregory Carson, wrote in response to possibly more UFO footage and that portions of the video can't be segregated for release. It begs the question whether large chunks of the footage have already been edited. Carson Mm -hmm. also claimed that the Navy could declassify the leaked UAP footage online in April of 2020. Since the footage already discussed in public domain during that time, it could no longer be considered classified information deemed harmful to national security. The government perhaps, yeah, the government perhaps wants to keep a hold of whatever the new footage may be. However, Uh, In the age of social media and footage being leaked all the time, it may be only a matter of time before the possible UFO footage becomes discussed amongst those on the Internet. It's certainly possible that the government may be hiding more evidence of extraterrestrial life, but there's still the question of who would get their hands on the evidence first. Some may speculate that, however, or uh, or whoever is leaking the footage uh, is a person deeply entrenched within the government and wants the stuff to get out. There's also the possibility of a group keeping track of all of this and waiting for the opportunity to seize any bit of UFO footage that the government forgets to keep a hold of. Whatever the case, it just adds to the speculation of all of it. Even earlier this year, the Department of Defense held its first public hearing regarding UFOs and uh, UFO possible footage since the 1960s. 
Additionally, the DOD recently announced that it would be receiving funding for a new office focused primarily on managing reports of UFO sightings by the U.S. Army, Navy, and others. While others and unknown whether the UFO footage will ever appear online, the fact that the government is doing its best to conceal it shows how easy it would be to spread across the masses. Back to you, Dave. Well, I'm guessing if Tom DeLonge decides to stop chasing Bigfoot now and go back to UFOs, the footage will get leaked again. He seems to have a conduit. I'm not picking on him, but I mean, it seems like once he got involved with ATIP and and was kind of the driving force, things loosened up. People were putting it out there. So I don't know. Intriguing. I wore my shirt for him today. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Something else I like. Eric Folsom, you've got wow. the answer. Where are we going? Cheers, Eric. Cheers to Eric. Yeah, there you go. Listen, I also have a UFO story, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I want people to listen closely here because uh, I think it's important to report the news. I'm not going to make any decisions about it or give any opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to report it. So scientists in Ukraine believe they spotted a number of UFOs, according to a recent research paper. The paper was published in coordination with the country's National Academy of Science and Kiev's main astronomical observatory, which details sightings of unknown objects in the sky. The study's authors refer to NASA's commission teams to study unidentified aerial phenomenon and say that theirs was an independent study. Titled Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon 1, Observations of Events, the paper describes findings made at NAS's main astronomical observatory, <laughs> I got it right the first time. You know, I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Drink up, everyone. Uh, in Kiev, yeah. in a village south of Kiev called Vinarivka. We see them everywhere, said the researchers. We observe a significant number of objects whose nature is not clear. The researchers said that the observations were performed with color video cameras in the daytime. Depending on how they appeared, the UAPs were classified into two types. The luminous ones were called cosmics, and darker ones were called phantoms. The astronomers also said that they had named the objects after birds like swift, falcon, eagle, etc. Using the cameras stationed roughly 120 kilometers apart, obviously not an American said that, the Mm. scientists observed the strange objects moving in the sky. Flights of single, group, and squadrons of the ships were detected, moving at speeds from 3 to 15 degrees per second. The paper didn't elaborate on what the objects were, just that they moved at great speeds. Phantoms are observed in the troposphere at distances up to 10 to 12 kilometers. We estimate their size from 3 to 12 meters and speeds up to 12 kilometers per second, said the researchers. That was like one of those a brilliant mind kind of math equations. You guys all yeah, catch that? Yeah, holy cow! Yeah, I, was watching it in my brain. I apologize for reading that. Yeah. That's wow, that was good. I like it. I, I have a headache. Yeah. The, the last <laughs> sentence is where I want everyone to to think here. Given mm-hmm. that there is an ongoing war in the area, it's entirely possible that these objects could be missiles or rockets. But the paper says that their nature is not clear. Mm. Uh, do you yield the floor to Representative Lawson, who gave me the one finger? I think I have something to add to this conversation. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, go for you, it, Greg. You, ne- you never can tell what it is. That was never. it? Yeah. All right. That was deeply thought out. I, here's what I think. <laughs> okay. Here's, this follows into my thinking of what UFOs really are. They're time travelers. They're us from the future coming back to 
watch and witness historical events as they unfold. There were UFOs sighted prior to 9-11. There were UFOs sighted at the death of the Pope and at the um, when the smoke was released that they were going to release a new Pope's name. There have been, and if you start looking up really traumatic things, there have been these alien or UFO-like presence noted around the world. So wouldn't it be interesting? Everything we know of history is from what we're able to put together from the historical liner notes of the winners, right? What if we're going back in time to put into perspective what real history is, what really took place, who's in charge, how the war went down, because what's going on in the Ukraine is so uh, is just a tra- travesty, right? I mean, somebody's going to want answers eventually, and I think that may be what we're doing. Kind of a kind of a combination of uh, of uh, X Files and Quantum Leap, huh? Wow, I like that. I was thinking huh? more like X Files, Stargate. But yeah, you're you're in that same yeah, sci-fi okay, realm. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. This is why yeah. this show's Dave Schrader's show. You yeah, have that yeah. deep thoughtfulness that we don't get from yeah. the other three of yeah. us, quite honestly. Yeah, exactly. Good point. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Greg chimed in with "You never can tell," and the finger. Don't forget the finger. That's yeah, what that caught my deep. attention. That the was flying deep. fickle finger of fate he threw out there to gain attention. And oh, jeez. I need to start reading really bad. <laughs> yeah. Start? Well, can Did I you start? Yeah. <laughs> try, uh, try to go with books with less pictures. Oh. I don't even want to know what, why you have that right next to your desk. Because I have um, oh, Sabrina Marie, who wrote this, is my guest coming up on oh. Monday. She's one of the guests, and I wanted to promote her book, so. Did go. we all get copies of that sent to us? Yeah. Let's get on to our next one. story. The Colonel is mm. up. Uh, Martin Valles, where are we going next, sir? Hey, uh, the search for extraterrestrial life has gained momentum recently. And one scientist yes. believes we might prove sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Swiss astrophysicist Sasha Cohen's believes that humans might discover evidence of life outside our solar system within the next 25 years. At a recent opening of ETH Zurich's new Center for Origin and Prevalence of Life, the astrophysicists detailed the technology projects that are now in the works that may enable researchers to finally answer the question of whether there's life outside of Earth. Dr. Kwan cited the James Webb Space Telescope as a reason for his optimism, as reported by Space.com. In May, a new study found the that exoplanets around stars the size of our sun are obvious targets for astronomers trying to locate extraterrestrial life forms. Kwan's believes that many of these exoplanets are just like Earth, and at the right distance from their host stars to enable conditions for life, such as the presence of liquid water. Detailed studies of the atmospheres of these exoplanets for possible traces of life are now possible with large telescopes like NASA's James Webb. While the James Webb telescope was built to look look for the oldest stars in the universe, it has already delivered a string of breakthroughs in exoplanet research, including detecting water in the atmospheres of several of them. However, Quantz is doubtful that Webb has the capacity to see the much smaller Earth-like planets that orbit closer to their stars at distances where liquid water can exist. However, new instruments are already being built with the sole purpose of studying exoplanets. The primary goal for the instrument is to take the first picture of the terrestrial planet potentially similar to Earth around one of the very nearest stars, says Quantz, 
But our long-term vision is to do that not only for a few stars, mm -hmm. but for dozens of stars and to investigate the atmospheres of dozens of terrestrial exoplanets. Kwanzaa added that while am ambitious... Kwanzaa? The, Kwanzaa. Kwans. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, ambitious, the 25-year time frame he set himself, set for himself, for finding life outside the solar system is un, is not unrealistic. Is un not realistic. Not unrealistic. That's uh, that's a total of four shots, yo, Smarty. Wow. Four, four, hey. for what? Hey, go back to the first. Go back to the for first. Pro first pronunciation. Yeah. Hey, no, he Who? didn't. Whoa, no, he did well. No, uh, what? What'd you call the astro what? What was this? Astrophysicist. Astrophysicist. I think terrestrial was one as well. The first time. second one was good. I want to say it. I want to say it. Astrophysicist. You were nailing it. You are nailing it. Speaking of nailing it, we'd like to hear from you, our listeners. If you have a story dealing with the strange and the supernatural, you can email them to me in a typewritten form like this, Dave at paranormal60.com send them off to me if you have questions regarding the paranormal that you want me to bring to this brain trust of mine <laughs> oh we will be happy wow. to address those questions and do our very best to answer those uh or there's another way you can step hmm. up your game step it up. maybe maybe you want to share a story with us Ooh. but you don't trust one of us to read it without butchering oh. your words let's see what hmm. sean mcnatt had to share with us Hey Dave, my name is Sean McNatt. I'm from New Mexico, and this is my paranormal story. I am one of those with abilities. I'm clairsentient, claircognizant. Um, one day while I was watching TV, I looked to my left, and there was a shadow figure standing in the doorway of the room where I was watching TV. It was 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so there was no car headlights. There was nothing there that was going to cast a shadow through a window or anything. And I was on the second floor of a two-story house. I looked away, looked back, and it was gone. I never felt threatened or anything. I didn't feel any overwhelming bad stuff. It just was gone. I got up uh, to try and see, you know, was there somebody in the hall that I didn't know about? As I went over, I realized for that shadow to be where it was, it would have been standing in the doorway of the room I was in. I would have seen any human being there. So that's one of the stories, but being an empath and a, a medium, I have a lot of experiences. You and Dustin Perry covered it in one of the podcasts where you know, I see pixelated masses move through rooms. I've seen flashes of light like a camera at 4 o'clock in the morning. No cars outside, not lights on a wall, just a quick flash. And I've also seen shadow mist come through the ceiling of the room I'm standing in and going out a window or a door that's closed. So it's not smoke. Um... So I believe those things are are out there. Uh, in this last podcast, I saw in the message board, do psychics and mediums have more experiences? I do believe they do. I think 
our energy is put out to the universe and those who have gone on or entities or whatever pick up on it and they're just attracted to it. So, yeah, I believe that occurs. It's makes life interesting, that's for sure. Anyway, take care. Have a good day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Hey, we're getting close to the holidays, my friend. And if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, how about a protection bracelet? The Paranormal 60 Protection Bracelet made in cooperation with Maximalis, an artisan of jewelry. Each one of the stones is a gemstone, not plastic, not glass beads, but actual gemstones hand-selected for this beautiful blend to help you protect yourself psychically, spiritually, and physically while investigating or experiencing the supernatural. If you're interested, there are bracelets available right now. I'll have a link for it in tonight's program guide, or just go to paranormal60.com. That's paranormal60.com. Click on the shop tab and then scroll down the page till you find the protection and energy bracelets. They're beautiful, they're affordable, and you don't want to be the only one of your friends not wearing one. So buy one for you and your friends. Again, you can get that right at paranormal60.com. Click on the shop tab for more information. Greg Lawson's here. Marty Vias is here. Eric Folsom is here. I'm here. Guys, do you mind if we take just a quick sneak peek of this weekend's brand new episode of uh, the uh, Ghosts of Devil's Perch? Definitely. All right. I'm excited. Sounds like it. You know what? I can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. it's uh, I loaded right, the wrong hey, one. Act it out hey, for us, Dave. Right yeah. there, right there, man. That's, did you hear that? Did you hear that? What was it? Yeah, 
Uh, damn it, I had the wrong one loaded. But uh, trust me, it was a good one. You guys are going to love it. I'm oh, sure yeah. it was. Yeah, I like it. And we're at the Dumas Brothel, and I hope that you'll check it out. Dumas Brothel in <sighs> Montana. All right, uh, let's see. Where are we going next? You know what? Let me do this. I've got a quick email to read. Um, good, uh, good evening, gentlemen. I hope you're all doing well. I have a ghost story for you. If you're still taking them. Oh, mm. oh what's that? About? It's wow. actually something that happened to my mom. My father is adopted. Before I was born, he found out who his biological family was and that they lived in rural Kentucky, and he decided to go there and visit. We're from Chicago. When I say rural, I mean R-U-R-A-L, rural. There were only a couple shacks in a forest. The house was only one room, about the size of an average single-family home's living room. There was newspaper on the walls for insulation, and only a couple people there owned shoes. I think they said there were about 10 people in total living in this house. They had a small shed next to the house, and my mom and dad stayed in this. It was only big enough to fit a bed. And I learned later, as I'm not from the South, that this was likely the slaves' quarters. Yeesh. Very creepy. The kids living at this house came and peeked in on my parents because they, and I quote, had never seen no Yankee and thought they were extremely foreign. So that night, while my parents were sleeping, my mom suddenly woke up. At the foot of their bed, there was a man standing there, staring at her. Dark and silent. Obviously scared, she shook my dad to wake him up. He was a deep sleeper, and he just rolled over. She looked back at the man, and he was still standing there, sentinel over them. He had a turban on his head and was looking at her with a puzzled look like, what are you doing here? She tried waking my dad again, and when she looked back, the shadow man was gone. We both couldn't piece together the turban and rural Kentucky connection. Years later, she told me the story as a teen. Years later from that, I was in my 20s watching a documentary on the enslaved in the South. Something I didn't know was that people of color would wear turbans to pass as South Asians in order to avoid slavery and alleviate some of the abuse they faced on a daily basis. I couldn't believe it. Well, that's my mom's story. And thank you all for what you do. And that comes from Kim Hinkle. Thank you, Kim. So send us your stories. Yeah, send us your stories, Dave, at Paranormal60.com. We will read them. Eric, you have the next story, sir. Where are we going to begin? This is right in my own backyard, I, I think. I think. How far are you from St. Paul, Minnesota? Backyard. Uh, about 5, 10, 15 minutes at, at most, well, depending on which part of St. Paul. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is mm-hmm. the feel-good story of the week. This mm-hmm. might get the more you know. Oh. Wow. Already calling it out. You. I, so you're I, like Babe Ruth pointing to the wall. Exactly. <laughs> Calling it out. Right. I, I'm okay. just saying. So this is a okay. cool story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. St. Paul, Minnesota schools will now allow indigenous smudging indoors after students push for a policy change. So the second largest school district in the state made a big change in the way it honors indigenous cultures. The ritual of smudging is now allowed inside classrooms at St. Mm. Paul Public Schools. A small group of former students of Johnson High School are the young voices who spoke up and pushed for the policy to become official. Smudging is the cultural practice of burning sage or other sacred herbs for healing and to cleanse the soul of negative thoughts. 
In part, the policy recognizes tobacco, sage, sweetgrass, and cedar as traditional Native American medicines. It's a way that you can cleanse the energy around you and just be in tune with your culture, said Adriana Wiley, who is a Johnson High School alumni and a member of the Rosebud Sioux Tribe of South Dakota. On Friday morning, the students and staff formed a circle as one student walked around with the burning medicines as each person took in their ritual in their own unique way. We're like a sponge. Unconsciously, we pick up a lot of things, said Alyssa Parkhurst, who is a Johnson High School alumni and also a member of the Red Lake Nation. For me, it really helps to recenter, ground myself to clear out any energy that's not mine to hold on to. Parkhurst and Wiley are part of the group that was instrumental in making smudging an official policy within the district. Wiley says they were informally smudging beforehand, but they weren't able to do it in a safe way. We would have to go outside to smudge, and especially in the winter, it could be really difficult. Minnesota winters get really cold, so at times, we wouldn't even be able to do it. Students can now smudge during their lunch hour or in their Native American Studies classroom with staff supervision required. It's a responsibility that teacher Julia Littlewolf takes on proudly. Getting the policy passed was a really powerful moment for our high school students, having their voices and being able to use them, she said. The ritual is an open door for any non-Native students who are curious about it to participate. We wanted to educate them so they weren't ignorant on the topic and thinking that it was something that it's not, said Wiley. To me, it's just a form of solidarity. The effort put into making this moment possible was not just for today, but for the future. I'm really grateful because the students coming after me are, are going to be able to benefit from it, said Parkhurst. Cool. The Minnesota Clean Air Act protects smoke indoors if it's part of a traditional Native American ceremony like smudging. The district does not recognize smudging as a religious act. How cool. You were right. You called it. Wow. Wow. I am this generation's Babe Ruth. I think so. Incredible. He pointed pointed at what point the home run was going to go over the wall, and he just put it over the wall. That's incredible. Interesting. You know what I'd love to see is if they could do a study, and I wonder if they would be willing to do this. If they're going to allow smudging in the classroom and throughout the school, does it change the dynamic of the school? Is there a better energetic shift? Are kids able to ground and concentrate better in those classes? Um, You know, we take all of the stress and anxiety into school. I I mean, even though I'm like 30 years removed from school, maybe 35. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember those anxiety-filled days. You've got to go up and give a speech in front of the class. You've got to do things. I wonder how much of that will be kind of broken if that chain of, of anxiety and pressure will now be broken due to the smudging in these classrooms. Smudging. What did Greg say before? S- smudging. That's no. all I said. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's a, smudging with a little weed, no, maybe. Earlier there. in the show, when he put up the one finger, what, what, what was the response? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. 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 Smudging, yeah, gonna... never know. Smudging. Yeah, now he's he's brought it down to just one word answers. Smudging. smudging. You can't beat that theory, though. You're right, uh, Greg. Smudging. I think it's pretty fantastic. Uh, let me see what the audience has to say on this as well. Oh, they think I'm it's curious. great. 
you know, this is an interesting aspect. Crystal Jackson says they do it in church. I mean, they use incense, but come on. They're right. If you've been in a Catholic church, I've, I've mm-hmm. definitely seen it where they're carrying that little chain with the little incense burner. Oh, yeah. and they're swinging it back and forth, yeah. trying to cha- change up and, and bring in the positive, bring in the good. So that's an interesting aspect I hadn't thought of till you just brought that up, Crystal. Very nice. Um, right. Pamela. Pamela or Paranormal Pixie, rather, not Pamela. Paranormal Pixie, Lara says, I love this idea, Dave. Um, Bjork has just one thing to say, and, and Greg Bjork. nailed it. Greg Smudge. nailed it. Smudge. Yeah. 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 Is, that, Here's, is, that, is that how you say that? Bjork? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. B J O R at Bjorks, I would say. I don't know. I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, here's another interesting aspect. Crystal says, almost all religions smudge. Uh, Vicky Stone brings up kind of the point I was wondering, um, would this stop shootings? Would this stop the violence in the schools? <clears throat> now, again, a lot of that is up for debate. And maybe if we take personal responsibility of smudging and getting rid of our own negative energies and the things that affect us and impact us, that might be it. But we also have to make sure that we're paying attention to the students, especially ones that seem to be crying out for help. And nobody's paying attention. So there does have to, you know, be a lot of that as well. And I don't want to turn this into a political diatribe, but uh, interesting. Uh, nonetheless, great conversation. Um, if you look right below Vicky's comment, I think Susan makes a great point, though, too. It's recognized. I'm sorry. Where is it? Yeah. It's recognized nope, right, as right part right of their that. tradition. Most prisons allow smudging. I wasn't aware of that. Mm. Oh. Certainly a lot of violence in prisons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See, Bjork, and Bjork knows what he's talking about. I would stop all violence if I was elected president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that kind yeah. of your role today? Mm-hmm. I'm not to stop not violence. President. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Not really. No. Cat Green Eyed Cat says, I'm Native American from the Santee Sioux tribe in Nebraska. We smudge our homes and our church, especially at funerals. Oh, funerals. Good insights. Good Thank yeah. you, team. We like hearing yeah. from you on that. Uh, Martin. The Colonel, yes, you're sir. up, sir. What's your, what's your next goes. tale for, uh, for us with the strange? Well, Dave, perception is a funny thing. The old yeah, saying goes that in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. We have a consensus the one-eyed reality. Man? Is it one-eyed, one-eyed man. One-eyed man. Oh. Have a sip, everybody. One-eyed yeah. man. He just I quantum leap and went back and changed history. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. One-eyed man, and I said one-eyed man the first time. But sure. we have a consensus <laughs> reality. That what is real and what is not is fixed, observable, even measurable. But it's also possible that we just don't have the tools to measure what other people are able to perceive. Hmm. Some animals, for example, are capable hmm. of perceiving ultraviolet light. Studies have shown that people who hear voices are actually hearing sublingual audio produced in their own skulls. Hallucinations are, of course, real. And can be very harmful. But as more and more research goes into the field of so-called benign hallucinations, then it's possible we need another word to describe what physics profits. What? What? Wait, wait. Oh, psychics. Psychics. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, Marty. Psychics and yeah. 26th episode. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and other seers are actually seeing <laughs> and how they perceive the world in an entirely different way. Recently, a Lyft driver described her recent extraordinary experience after a man and his mother got into her car. The man who the driver explained seemed to have some sort of disability was chanting. 
chatting, Marty. Chatty, chatty. We're yeah. going for a record. Chatty, this guy. Chatty, chanting. Uh, I what was court. he chanting? Tell us. Yeah, he was yeah, chanting was... with her and revealed that ever since he experienced a traumatic brain injury, he's been able to see angels. He further shared with the driver that there are angels all around her car and that they stay close with her. Ever since she had a near-death experience several years earlier, he went on to say, the woman, a self-described atheist, was shocked. She had had a near-death experience, and there was no way for the man to have known. As she recounted this story, she became visibly shaken and admits she's starting to wonder what else she might need to reconsider. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. You got to like when it shakes somebody's paradigm, like Dr. Evan Alexander, right? He was a neuroscientist and brain surgeon who only wanted X's and O's, uh, not X's and O's, I guess that's kisses and hugs, but he just wanted the zeros and ones. He wanted just the data and information <laughs> until he had his own near-death experience, which opened him up to the paradigm of re- religiosity, of their uh, a greater being that we serve on this planet. It's, it's fascinating. Interesting stories. No, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quickly here. Uh, hi, Dave. Here's another email. Um, I was listening to your June 9th episode the other day, towards the end of the episode, you talked about having an experience with a K2 meter. I had a really interesting kind of similar experience. Only mine was with dowsing rods. I had met Patty Negri and she uses dowsing rods. She gets a pair. So I ordered them and they came to my parents' home. I go home to pick up my package and I'm opening it in front of my mom. And she's like, what's that? And I pull them out and I say dowsing rods. She's like, well, what is that supposed to do? So I'm like, did my teenage daughter write this? I need to ask this question because <laughs> she's like, and he's like, and I'm like, and you're like, uh, I pick on my daughter about that all the time. Uh, she goes, my, my mom wants to know what these dowsing rods are. How do they work? So I thought it was demonstration time. My mom knows I love paranormal stuff, and she's a non-believer up until what happened next. So I pull it out, and I say, is there anyone in the room with us? It immediately begins crossing. I said, is it someone who's related to us? It crosses again. So then I said, are you related to mom or dad? It uncrosses and then points directly at my mom. I said, are you grandma? It began crossing again. My mom's face was utter shock. She was like out of here after that. I I know she's not big on being a true believer, but I saw that look in her eye. Like she believed it was my grandmother making contact from the other side. And I believe it too. It was so cool. It's been my best story yet so far. And I'm still hoping I can hear my family members and my best friend through an EVP machine at some point. As of yet, that still hasn't happened. Thanks for letting me tell you my story. And that comes from, like, Roxanne. Thank you, Roxanne. We appreciate <laughs> you sharing that story with us. Roxanne. Dave, you really Roxanne. read really good. I try. Hey, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never get off. to. You know what? Let my me... cork is still uh, in one piece. Look at this. So these are the normal size of font that I that uh, Marty reads from. You can see it's Marty's story. That's the normal size of font. Let's just take a look at the size font I just had. <laughs> to read <laughs> that'd one be nine giant, pages if you printed it for marty right yeah. it, it is one one giant run-on sentence too if you could Holy do me a favor smell. folks please oh i love Use you all commas. spell check in oh commas. no commas no commas <laughs> no greg will put them in for us the commas <laughs> yeah. are for quitters 
Commas uh. <laughs> are for quitters. All right, uh, Greg Lawson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've me, got a right you've here. got a story to share with us. Where are we let going? Set now, up, sir? Let me set up straight and uh, mm-hmm. and mm. see what I can this do. My with favorite this part of the show. Old yeah. for- sits up straight. What he greets with this oh, old okay. forester. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Vanessa Hudgens plans a docuseries about paranormal entities. Do you have any idea how much trouble I had with saying docuseries? Look at that word, docuseries. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Actress, a- actress Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> and the word an, actress then throws them for a loop. I love it. Actress <laughs> Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens. Actress. Gay- Gave an interview to Nylon Magazine and a, uh, uh, and a new project that is very precious to her was one of the topics that came up. Among her plans, a docuseries focused on supernatural presences. During the conversation, Vanessa stated that throughout her life, she has had ghosts and that in some way it's been a gift that she has. I feel like I'm traveling with a spirit entourage because I've been to places that don't have any remnant of spirit energy and still feel things. Mm. When you live with it, it's normal. They literally look like normal people, she noted. According to Nylon, Vanessa Hudgens will work with experts to explore this paranormal and spiritual awakening in a series whose name does not yet exist or at least has not been revealed. My representatives are very worried that this will not work. But at the end of the day, I bet on myself and I know that we will finally do the thing. I told them I understand and appreciate your concern, but this is my baby. Back to you, Dave. Yeah. It's it's interesting. What do you guys what's your take on all of these <laughs> celebrities coming forward to suddenly kind of throw their hat in the oh. ring? You've got the Jack Osborne's, you've got Jamie Kennedy, you've got uh, uh Jason Muse, you've got uh Demi Lovato, uh Kesha, of course. Um I'm trying to remember the girl from Twilight uh, that played Bella. Kristen Stewart. Stewart. She's doing a a paranormal themed show. Now, Vanessa Hudgens is this. Do you think that this is um, because many of the paranormal? Well, many of the celebrities out there are into the paranormal community or or is the cynic side of you kicking in more that they're just trying to cash in on a very popular subject? Be honest, Greg, you're nodding. Oh, yeah. No, no. uh, There's uh, there's been some very brave people that have gone before them and and received a lot of criticism. And all of a sudden that uh, the ice is broke. Now they're putting their boats in the water. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, the the cynic in me comes out because, you know, 20 years ago, they're rolling their eyes today. It's like, oh, yeah, I see ghosts. I just wonder if they're doing it now because they've had these feelings for years. To your point, Greg. They didn't want to say anything back then, but now because it's more air quote acceptable, they can finally come forward and share. Maybe, but I go back and forth. I'm with you. But old Forrester tells me no. Yeah, but you know, just because they're an actor or actress or actor doesn't mean that they're not, yeah. It's actor now. Or actress or actor. Actor actor is more physicist. Correct now. Um, The actors. Mm-hmm. Are can experience uh, paranormal experiences. Sure. What's what's sure. to say they can't? What's to no, say right. they don't have the ability to? I hope they do. 
Yeah. I mean, I, just because they're actors doesn't mean that they are just trying to ride the gravy train here in the paranormal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the paranormal world. They, they may actually have something uh, to uh, present as well. I hope well, you've do. got a lot of you've got a lot of musicians, uh, you know, in listening again, I do a lot of uh, listening to autobiographies. Dolly Parton talks about the bloody bones man in her book, Mm -hmm. that that was a story, a paranormal story. Her family used to tell her as a kid and she's had experience. Loretta Lynn has been open so much. So she allowed ghost adventures to come in and investigate her haunted home. Tom DeLonge is into UFOs and Bigfoot. Um, Jeff Dye, the comedian, huge into Bigfoot. Uh, There are so many different, celebrities in that field however it's interesting because for the longest time the celebrities wanted to stay away from reality based television programming for fear it would affect them long term but now it almost kind of raises you in the public perception and in the public eye a little bit further yep well i don't know who said it was marty or greg about the gravy train that is the paranormal field dave Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean you can go make 20 million dollars doing a movie or Or, a reality show for yeah right 25 yeah, million, yeah. Dave? I don't know. Well, you know, though. No, no but, Dave? You, you've had you know a couple what? shows. You can probably speak to this better than Greg or I can. <laughs> I can. I'm, uh, that's why I'm selling protection bracelets on the side. <laughs> there you go. Dave, do you remember, not to change this up, but we were in Vegas a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and I, it was early in the morning, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and I looked up your net worth online. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how surprised I was to find out how much you were worth? Yeah. Do you remember, remember how surprised, surprised I was? You were to find out <laughs> yes. how much you were worth? Keeping I just had somebody do that Dave, again. Okay. Yeah, I just had somebody do that this week on another show. They were talking about, oh, the, the net worth of this suburb. And I go, where are you getting that information? Well, it's online on this site. And I go, now look me up. They look me up. And there's my picture. And there were two sites. One showed me as being a $250,000 error uh, and one being a $6.5 million. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe that's what I've earned in my lifetime of 55 years. But do you remember I'm, what it was when we looked it up? Yeah, it was really insanely high. What was it, like $55 million or something? Stupid? $90 million. Yeah. I just looked at you, who who just split a hot dog with me because we couldn't afford the full hot dog <laughs> in Vegas. And I'm like, you got $90 million in the bank. Yeah. yeah. You take it's it in the bank, though. It's, it's not in my pocket. The I bank was yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get hey, it. I remember uh, that time we got uh, hot dogs in uh, Georgia. That was awesome. That Savannah, is not for yeah. this type of show, guys. No, no. Remember the late night walk we did down? Oh, in, oh, in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. We all had wow. like different flavored hot dogs. It was pretty amazing. A uh, couple that. more quick emails here. Let me uh, let me check this out. Hi, Dave and Paranormal Sixty News crew. I haven't a Zozo story, thankfully, but I do have an interesting Ouija board story to share. The good folks in the chat room tried to encourage me to call in and sing you the story, but I'm not so bold. So here it is in writing. It was a midsummer not a cloud in the sky. My friends and I were at a restaurant having dinner, figuring out what to do for the night. There were five of us total. And someone suggested we play with the Ouija later on that night during witching hour, which they decided was 1230 a.m. So later that night, the six of us went to the local junior high to play with this board because none of us wanted the energy to stay at any of our homes. Now you know why the importance of smudging schools Mm -hmm. is out there, right? Yep. One guy we'll call him Joe, decided to sit out with me. So we sat in the car as the other three sat around the board with a candle at the front of the school. We were near enough to be able to hear their voices, but not make out what they were saying. After a few minutes, Joe said to me, there's four of them sitting there. What? I asked. There's someone sitting behind Pam. 
You don't see it, he said, fixated on our friends. No, I just see them. I really didn't see anyone other than our friends, and I think he was just trying to be playful by scaring me. I was so anti-Ouija, I refused any possibility of believing in anything that could happen because of it. It was straight fear, and my Catholic upbringing was my shield. We asked if they made contact with anyone, and they said that they weren't successful. Joe just looked at me knowingly. He wasn't going to say anything. My friend's curiosity was not satisfied, and they wanted to try it again. Maybe they decided it was the wrong witching hour they chose. A couple days later, we decided to try again, but this time at the girl's house who owned the Ouija board. And it was 2.30 a.m. Joe sat out with me again, and because we were in the same room, we could hear everything. They started with a prayer to attract only positive spirits and all the, are you moving it questions? And it's not me, I swear, declarations. But the planchette, she was a moving. It wasn't long until their facial expressions changed and the planchette began going crazy. Unfortunately, it was too long ago for me to remember what they were getting as far as what the spirit was saying to them. All I remember is that all of a sudden the candle beside them began flickering and it got very windy. I could see the palm trees in the neighbor's yard swaying hard. Thunder, but no lightning. I think Fleetwood Mac would have us believe that thunder only happens when it's raining. See, I went back to a Fleetwood Mac song for you wow, guys. That was good. So for somebody who doesn't like them, you sure know a lot about them. Yeah. You got to know what you don't like, right? You know what it is. You try to eat something and you know if you like it or not. So mm. I'm just saying. Mm. Coming back to my reality, I could hear one of them saying panicked, close it mm. out, close out the session. All three of them started reciting our Lord's Prayer with haste. The winds got stronger, and I could hear the neighbor's wind vane squeaking wildly. Joe and I looked at each other and talked about the sudden weather change with concern. The energy in the room was definitely different than the first session. As the prayer came to an end and they all said, Amen, simultaneously, the winds instantly stopped. I flipped the lights on as soon as I could. As it turns out, when they asked the board for the spirit's name, it first gave some regular name, but when they weren't getting answers that were relevant to what we were asking, they asked the spirit's name again, and it started with a D, then moved mm. to E, then V, no. then the letter I, and that's when one of them said it was time to close out. We never played Ouija again. I think Pam might even have burned it or gotten rid of it on some way, shape, or form. We did have a couple of strange adventures that summer, though, being chased down Carbon Canyon by some rednecks and being shot at it. Uh, why is it that when you need a cop in L.A., they're never around? Anyway, hmm. nothing paranormally scary or creepy was ever reported by any of us since that Ouija incident. And thank you for reading and sharing my story. All right. Well, thank you, Angela. We appreciate hey, that tale. I lost audio for a second. Well, what did the planchette spell out? <laughs> D. E. E. V, v I. I close it out. Close it out. That's what they said. They're uh, afraid, allowed... of, they're afraid of yeah. Devin. I don't get the yeah. story. Well, if you met Devin, you'd understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Devin's nice. Yeah, I like is. Devin. She's wonderful. Okay. Listen, we just have a couple more quick stories. Uh, they're all different sizes and types. But before we do that, uh, I promised that we have one of these tonight. It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
This next song comes to us. It's called Haunted Life by Frank Safari. Lights began to flicker, the room became so cold. It all seemed unfamiliar, it's a story often told. Did you sense me in the shadows, on that whisper in your home? Yes, soon you'll come to know that you are not alone. You got a haunted life. That nightmare in the nursery that fills your child's head. I live inside their closets and underneath their beds. I'm the reason why the last step creaks. I'm the reason why your porcelain doll speaks. You got a haunted life. You got 
good, 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 good. Yeah, I like it. Kind of had that cure feel to it. Mm-hmm. But not mm-hmm. that eighties like, emo feel. Right, and and somebody mm-hmm. mentioned it. Right, they said this sounds like something you'd hear in like an indie horror movie. And oh, I, I totally concur with that. Great song. I like it. And if you have a song that you created that you'd like us to play, then go ahead and send it to me, Dave at Paranormal60.com. That's Dave at Paranormal60.com. And I had another theory. What if What if all of you, our lovely listeners, did something to be interactive with the show? I know there's a lot of artists out there. Let's see you do a representation photograph or picture or image. Uh, maybe you draw it in crayon, pencil, chalk. I want to see your Blood. best interpretation Ooh. of the Paranormal 60 News Crew. Yeah. Let's see. Any kind of version you want to do, Picasso Be- style, Scooby-Doo matter. style? No. no. I'm, just, I'm just saying. This, you know. okay. Fecal matter, send it directly to Greg Lawson at P.O. Box 9847 yeah. in uh, Butte, Montana. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Oof. All right, good songs. Play uh, again. I want to see your art. Send us your favorite art, and I'll tell you what. I w- I'll even extend it. I'd love to see your interpretation of the four of us in an image that you create digitally or with paints, pastels, chalk, whatever. But I also want to see your interpretation of some of the most famous creatures, from Bigfoot to Chupacabra to the Mothman. I want you to be original in your styling. I want you to create a different vivid image of the Loch Ness Monster, of of any kind of creature that might be part of your world or your culture. And we'll, we'll share them on an upcoming episode. Just make sure you show me in the email what the creature is that you've drawn, and we'll represent it. I just, I, I'd love to share some more of people's artwork and their music. And uh, so please send it our way, Dave, at Paranormal 60.com just says, Ooh, now I could have fun with that. I love to paint. Very cool. Very cool. Send them on to us. Uh, our last couple of quick stories. Hi, Dave and news crew. I really enjoy the show and your team is awesome. I have had so many experiences with my pets coming back to visit. I've decided that they all make appearances now and then usually I just, I get a glimpse of one extra cat butt going around the corner in my house or hear a ghostly dog lay down in her favorite spot. And I'd like to share one powerful experience, though. Years ago, I had a 13-year-old Alaskan Malmute that suddenly went down and was no longer able to stand. I made the heart-wrenching decision that it was time to let her go. Her doggy husband had passed away several years earlier from cancer, and I comforted myself imagining that they could be together and play one more time. I loaded my poor girl into the car, went to the vet, and held her paw as she passed away. I then bawled like a baby all the way home. As I came around the bend toward home, I saw dogs loose in my front yard. I roared into the driveway thinking I had a big problem, then screeched to a halt as I realized she had beaten me home and was playing with her past mate, playing together again. They stopped, looked at me, and then they were gone. 20 years later, and I still cry as I write this letter. Thank you for letting me share. That comes from Betty in Oregon. Beautiful story, Betty. Thank Beautiful you. story. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. That was great, Betty. You got a haunted life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our final story is here. And remember, send your stories to Dave at Paranormal60.com. Hello, Dave and the Paranormal News crew. I've been very busy with taking care of a family member who is terminally ill and did cross over. I have much to tell you, as the paranormal world was right here the whole time I was caring, doing its usual work from the other side in my little abode. I'll make this as short as possible. 
possible. I know you have limited time on the air. If you do decide to read this on the show, it'll be fine with me. And if you don't want to read it, that will be fine too. Okay, good. Thanks. No, we're going to read it. Man, that was wow. great. That was yeah. a good right. one. Right there. Uh, you got us on that one. Got us on that one there, Dave. It's like a Stevie Nicks thing. I don't know. Too soon. Too soon. I knew the time was near with this person's ending when I saw this black dog several times appear to me. Then when I stared, the dog would just disappear before my eyes. I slept on the sofa, which was right next to the hospital bed, so that I could be alerted to this person's needs, as it was a full-time job. One night, a few days before passing, I was woken up by a total being kneeling on the floor, hunched over with its arm resting on the sofa, staring at me. When I gazed on, uh, when I gazed on it, the being suddenly disappeared. It looked like a djinn, totally black. Even the face was blank. For some reason, I sensed I knew this being as it was there to be with me in this time of grief. A few days later, I got this message that said the time had come. I sat up, looked over. The mouth was wide open, which was unusual. I got up, checked the pulse, very weak, and they were fading fast. Before I knew it, they were gone. Before the time came, I had an agreement with a person who was not a believer in the paranormal, but agreed to get back to me from the other side, as I said, to follow the tunnel to the light and don't be afraid to do so. About two weeks later, I was cooking in my kitchen when I heard a loud crash. I turned around to see a plaque, which had little kitchen thingies on it all over the floor. I picked them up, looked at the plaque, which had the hanger still in place with no damage. Then I checked the wall. The screw was still in place with nothing wrong. The thing that interested me was this plaque did not fall straight down. It landed a good three feet away from the wall. I know unequally it was my family member who crossed over. Needless to say, I was very happy to experience this. There were other little signs of paranormal activity here during the time of sadness. This is only a few of the active accountings which had happened. That being was definitely a djinn. I have seen them before, so I know what this being was. I've seen shadow people before, and I know as seeing is believing, this being was not one of them. I have had so many para paranormal occurrences of all sorts my, in my life as I was born this way. I also believe there's a good and bad in everything here and there. I know this djinn was here to comfort me. The black dog was relating to me for various reasons of being, and I understood. This is the truth with my lasting energy as these beings were in contact. I will never forget them. I love your show. It's really a good one. And now this is all over. I will be able to hopefully tune in more when it's on. I wish you all a happy night and many blessings. As always, peace, love, and light. And that comes to us from listener Wisteria. Thank you for sharing, Wisteria. And we are sorry for your loss. But thank you for sharing the communication and story that you had there. Pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it. Uh, you have next week off, but we do have shows that we're going to be plugging in. Uh, one second, Greg, I'll get to you, I promise, or uh, Eric. Wow. Next Monday, we've got Haunted by an American Demon with Daniel Stashauer, Teresa Muncie, and Sabrina Marie as we talk about the Ohio Torso Killer and the hauntings thereafter. Again, that's the story we featured in Season 2, Episode 1, The Phantom Hand of the Holzer Files. Go watch that show this weekend and make sure that you tune back in to hear this 
interview about the killer and about the paranormal all throughout that part of Ohio. Then Tuesday, 60, uh, the Paranormal 60 presents this season on Ghosts of Devil's Perch. We're going to do the recap episode of this weekend's episode, Help Us, episode number five, where we are at the Dumas Brothel. And then next Friday, when the boys are off, it is a bonus paranormal episode, a witching hour, Freaky Friday edition. Things are flipped as I join host Patty Negri, and we talk about manifestations and the meaning of the paranormal. That's all next week, and don't forget to watch the best of paranormal programming this Sunday on both Travel Channel and Discovery, Ghosts of Devil's Perch. I hope that you'll check that out because I certainly will be. It's right there, right there on Discovery+. Plus. You can watch it as soon as Sunday morning. For those of you that'll be watching live that night, maybe I could tap my buddies uh, to go on and live tweet during that because I'll be in Scotland. But maybe I can get at least a couple of you guys to go on and live tweet for me during the show. Use hashtag Ghosts of Devil's Perch to get everybody's attention. Yes, uh, Eric, you have, I have two like, things, if you don't mind. Two things. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. You know, a lot of times they'll do these Twitter takeovers. Mm-hmm, Maybe the mm-hmm, three mm-hmm. of us could do a Twitter takeover of your Twitter. No, that's not going to happen. I didn't take it over. What I was the other that. thing you had to question? Yeah, let's go to a second. I uh, so. I've been watching the comments. Great comments. And I learned so much from folks. Uh, a lot of people are asking if it's okay to do nudes of us for the art. Is that okay? I think um, so. Yeah. No, it's it's not the paranormal sixty nudes. It's the paranormal sixty news. I, I think uh, misunderstood. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to ask the clarifying question. Thanks for clarification. Yeah. Yep. Clarifying question. Clarificating. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Thanks for the yeah. clarifying a good question. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys stay safe. I will be back next week from my uh, my trip to Scotland. And when I come back, we'll talk about it. And this is cool for episode six of the bonus recap of Ghost of Devil's Perch. The boys have agreed to join me as we talk about episode six. That's not this Tuesday. It's the following Tuesday live right here. They're going to be back on. We're going to talk about the the brand new episode. and it's a it's a chiller. This one we go back into a family's home, and there is a child involved. It is creepy, bizarre, unusual, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So make sure you check out every episode and please watch them within the first twenty four to forty eight hours, guys. We made it through uh, an hour and twenty minutes without Scully bashing us for a bad news story. So yeah, that's got to be a first. Yeah. So well done. We will see you all back here in a couple of weeks live, but next week we've got all new programs for you to tune into right here on the Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. 